0: The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by MikesArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit Mike'sArchery.com and get your gear now.
1: Right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah, you want it? Yeah. All right. Welcome back, Redneck Tech Podcast. This is 180. 180- 3184, I can't remember, but the name of this podcast is going to be Death March. And before we get started, I wanted to define to you what a Death March is. Um, it's 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 lovingly known in our industry as, you know, when you get on a hunt and it's not going so well. You, these are generally elk hunts. Sometimes they're mule deer hunts. I've had them happen on turkey hunts where you have your full kit, your camera, sticks everything whatever's in on your back either your you know pack or batteries or whatever generally it's not terribly heavy but you go for a walk not knowing the distance it's usually a mad hike for some reason and you just walk and you feel like you're there's no way we're in the same state when you get there we we lovingly call those death marches well joe and ryer just went on the death march of all death marches and we're going to talk about it here in a minute there's a lot to cover but I wanted to preface it with as you if you're watching the stream, if you're not watching the stream, you really should because Joe's here with us kind of in spirit as the Spirit Hawk. He's kind of floating right here to my left. And he's he's in Ohio, but we've got him on FaceTime. Um but this is a podcast I've been looking for, looking forward to because I haven't asked Ryer a lot of questions and I've purposely not not asked Joe a lot because I got bits and pieces through text messages through Zolio messages from Ryer. Things um, we cannot share. I got Nick Traherne pictures of Ryer eating it, or video of Ryer <laughs> eating it. I got pictures of Joe sitting there with his mouth open, like dying on the top of a mountain. I got a really cool picture I saw you yesterday taking a nap, literally in the clouds, mm-hmm. which is it's an epic picture. Yeah. but There's no I,
0: better nap than that.
1: I, I told Ryer before he did this trip, I've I've I want to preface this. I've never done a trip this hardcore
2: or, or have I?
1: I've been I've been invited on Nor several. Could you. I've been invited <laughs> on several and I don't I don't think I'm I'm physically there yet. I want to get there physically cuz I want to do one. I want to say that I've did it. I've known lots of guys that have done it. I knew I knew mentally and physically what it would take and I warned Ryder about it cuz we've known about this hunt since February. Yeah. And I told him that it's either going to be the best trip of his life or the worst. And there's just no bones about it. And then Joe, you've been looking forward to this trip for a long time. Like you've always wanted to do a trip like this, right?
3: Oh yeah. This is like, this is like, it goes grizzly bear to film or hunt. And then it goes sheep or stone sheep or mountain goat.
1: Well, I'm going to get you a grizzly bear hunt. Cause you can have that one. I've done that one. Not a fan. Um, sign me up. So, what, what, so. Oh, wait, are we keeping this PG? Well, we kind of have to. We yeah, can't okay. let Ryer go off the rails because we'll never be able to air this anywhere. Because, um, I mean, I got a feeling this one could get off the rails a little bit. No, no, I don't
0: have as much hate for it as I did when I was standing on top of the mountain. Oh, well,
1: it's all, but it's, what is that, type two fun? It's like, eh, yeah. you know, that was miserable, but. Yeah. But. <laughs> So to, to lay out, I'm going to lay out the groundwork of what this was. So we found out about this hunt from Bergara for a film. Oh, lost you, Joe, on the video. Um, well, I know. I
3: don't know what just happened. Oh,
1: come on, Joe. Killing me, dog. Oh, there it is.
3: Like my Navion. Go ahead.
1: Um, so we found out about this hunt in February. Bergara called us and said, we want you guys to film a mountain goat hunt with Nick Trahern, which is one of their um, photographers that they use. It's done a lot of covers, a lot of things like that for them. And It was a mountain goat. We knew it was in British Columbia. We knew it was a day flying there, a day driving, and a day hike in. So there's three days of travel just to get started, and then three days on the back end getting home. So uh, Nick warned Ryer, and we didn't know who the second guy was going to be on the trip yet, um that it was going to be physical and that he's going to be carrying
2: a lot of weight well ri- originally it was going to be definitely joe mm-hmm. and then we didn't know if it was going to well,
1: be joe well joe didn't even work for us yet when we found In out February, about this he, he, start, he started march the first no
2: march oh yeah well there ri- was always joe I, it was always joe and then it was between oh was we were going to freelance joe to do it if he, it was between yeah. ryer and i mm-hmm. and i basically said ryer if you're going to edit it and I go film it, you cannot complain about anything Joe or I get. And he's like, okay, that's fine. I guess I should probably go.
1: Yeah. Well, and then...
0: <laughs> I we, do have control issues, and they get me in trouble.
1: Yeah. And, and this is, would this be considered one of those times?
0: No. One of, this is one of those times where you got me in trouble by signing <laughs> us up for this. All right. Fair. I can take that.
1: So... um it's a it's a rifle mountain goat hunt in in British Columbia, and we knew it was going to be epic. We knew it was going to be physical. We knew it was going to be all the things, and um, it was all the things. So, where where who would like to start? So, to tell me kind of the getting there. Let's start from the beginning. Ryan. tell me.
0: Well, what had happened was that. I was supposed to have been getting in shape for this. And How'd we, that go? It didn't go well because we kept going places. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just kept doing random stuff. Like, it was like we had, which happens all the time. So, I, you know, I should, Yeah, you I, shouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, but, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, we've got basically the entire winter and spring. And so, you know, I'm looking at an empty calendar, then all of a sudden, like, Oh, we got to go here. Oh, you got to go here. Oh, we're going over here to do this thing. Hey, oh, we're but, going over but, here to but do to this thing. To be fair,
1: I did send you to New Mexico on that audit hunt with with Chris. True,
0: and that hurt a lot. <laughs> that hurt you? No, well that didn't help at all. the The mountain was not fun. No, you can ask Clay about that one.
2: Clay was struggle busting on that yeah. one. That was pre CrossFit days. Now that I do CrossFit, I'm good. Okay, mm. I'm gonna remember you said that for that for it's that hunt. Seven oh eight. All right, for that hunt. Now that he does CrossFit, I asked Joe. I asked Joe. I was like, "Hey, could I have done this trip?" And he's like, "Well, Ryer did it." And I said, "But Ryer has more." My exact words were, "Ryer has more willpower than me." At some point, I hit a wall where I say F it" and I just stop. And he's like, "Yeah, that's fair. You couldn't have done it." So
3: yeah, and Ryer. Ryer did. Uh, Hold on, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay, Hold on. Okay.
1: Yeah, so, I won't say there was. First a point things time first. I didn't want to. We, you guys arrive, and Joe, you seem to lose twenty thousand dollars worth of gear. First things first.
3: Yeah, I'll take it. Sorry, my light here's look a pos, but um, <laughs> I'll take you through that. <laughs> so, so we show up in Prince George, and I'm waiting with Nick, and I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for my bag to come off the carousel. Uh, it's very apparent that my bag is not on the carousel at this point. <laughs> so I go and I'm talking to the, I'm talking to the people, and they're like, "Ah, oh, just hang out." And Nick's like, "Ah, oh, they've lost my bag 14 times, so like it'll show up." It's
1: like literally 14 times. Like he's not exaggerating.
3: No, he's not exaggerating. He's like, I had to get a fluorescent yellow bag because they literally would lose it so much. And this is Air Canada, for the record, they absolutely suck. So. We go through it, and, like, me and Nick are hanging out waiting for Ryer. So, Ryer comes. My bag doesn't show up. But I see it's checked in at Vancouver. It just never made it on the Air Canada flight. So, we wait another day. It still doesn't show up. I finally get a hold of United. United says, we have your bag. We just gave it to Air Canada. should be on the flight tonight. This was the day after we came. doesn't show up. So, we're like, all right, we'll wait one more day. Nick felt comfortable because he thought he had some goats located. So, he's like, we'll wait. We'll wait a day. We'll hang out. Well, it doesn't show up. So at that point, we're scrambling. So we go uh, into yeah, town. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling. I called what was as in your the
1: bag. I well, yeah, we're gonna get that. Oh yeah. I called as your agent. I called and said I was your travel agent, and like yeah. pushed the issue, and they told me the same thing they told you. And this guy said he was. He's like, yeah, we're gonna handle it. I'm gonna call you right back in 30 minutes, and I never got a call back.
3: Yeah. So so to be clear, what was in the bag? Um, I had everything. Camera wise, with the exception of the one thing I needed, which was my FX six camera body. So <laughs> yes. I had a handle that I could have swung around at some bears or something. That was it. <laughs> and I had my backpack in there. I had boots. I had all my hunting clothes. I literally had I had nothing. Um so at this point we're scrambling. So I ended up going to a store, we found a set of crispy boots, I had to get some camping stuff. Um The good thing was Nick shoots for first light. So he had a whole wardrobe of first light gear and he had a couple of kafari packs. So basically he got me outfitted in the whole deal. Um, I had everything I really needed. Um, ideally you don't want to break your boots in on a sheep hunt the first day or a goat hunt the first day. Ideally. Yeah. Um, yeah, ideally. So that you know, it, it ended up working out in that way. I decided to film off my A7 IV, which was which was okay. It worked out fine.
2: But that um, but that's the reason out. why we always have some type of camera
1: yeah. with us on, as a carry. That's a, a really good on. little tech tip since we're on Rhythmic Tech Podcast. You always we always carry two cameras, and you always carry one camera on your person if possible. Ryder, right? you carried both your cameras on your person,
0: right? I did, but yeah. it wasn't for that reason. It was because of. Um, it was so reduced
1: sneaking into Canada. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, essentially. So yeah. anyway, continue. Yeah.
3: So we had everything. Um, like I said, I filmed up May 74. that actually ended up working out better in some circumstances. Um, not that I really wanted to shoot on that, but the reality was like, I had a cotton carrier on my chest and some of that terrain, like you absolutely had to have two hands. Like it was no, it was really no exception. Um, I wouldn't say that you were going to die if you fell. Um, but you were going to be in some serious trouble if you did fall in some of these circumstances. And then you got to get helicoptered out in the whole nine. So, um, but any long story short, we did the hunt and then I did end up getting my bag. Eventually it came back to, uh, Prince George about four days later. Yeah. But why was it held?
1: Why was it held?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So the issue, the issue was, um, and it's kind of two part. I will say it was mostly my fault. And the reason was I left, uh, by accident some jet boil fuel inside of my jet boil so what happened was it Mm. came through customs and they pulled my bag they took the jet foil out or jet boil fuel out uh closed my bag back up and set it on its way which apparently delayed it should have delayed it like four days probably not um all things i mean considering like One day after I flew in, they said they physically had the bag past customs. But that made
1: it all the way. Um, So it went all the way through United, but didn't make it to customs.
3: Yeah, and that and that's the thing. So like, once it got through customs, like it was fine. Even on my bag, they said like, "Hey, this is a rush bag." Like, had like a rush delivery tag on it. Well, I don't know if they were in Canada time or what, but I don't consider (laughs) four days. Yeah, (laughs) very rushed. Yeah, Um, they
1: get paid by the hour.
3: you know, it, it worked out. Um, you know, we had to spend some money with virtual trying to figure that out, but, uh, we got everything we needed and we were able to complete the, <clears throat> complete the hunt successfully. I was a little uncomfortable. I mean, the boots were fine, but I still got some feet things going on.
1: You, uh, but. how'd you like the Kafaru pack versus your Exo gear?
3: You want me to be truthful or you want me to lie?
1: I want you to be truthful. <laughs> uh, I,
3: could, <clears throat> I, I don't know what it was. And, you know, this is like literally the first time I put this pack on. The first time I've ever – well, I've had a kafar bag one time before. This was like literally the first time I put this bag on. I had 75 pounds loaded up in it. And for whatever reason, I just could not get it right. And then on top of that, the only belt that I had with me was a leather belt. And like going up the mountain, like the belt was literally cutting into my skin. So, it was, but it was fine. I'd rather use my X, so I think it's a more comfortable back, in my opinion. Um, but, when that's all you got. There's no other option. Yeah, so I think
0: the back the the may have also been, like, slightly too big. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it's
3: pretty, he's pretty lanky, you know? Yeah, Nick's about as tall. It just didn't fit me. I think, well, I
0: think Nick and I are about the same height, and so... You know, with that frame on the pack, that's really the only thing on that pack that you cannot change the height of. And so it was probably just a little bit too tall because, I mean, that was some of the issue that you were having. I think it was it just wasn't sitting right. Right, Joe?
3: Yeah. And then on top of that, yeah. I was not aware of how kafaru packs are made to be loaded onto the back. So actually, when I threw it on the first time on the mountain, I actually ripped part of it. Um, you know, it's got like those black bands that go over the back straps on the back. One of those actually ripped. Um, so we didn't <laughs> we didn't start off well.
1: Um, <laughs> I was, that was my, know, my next ex- question. So, is, so how was how was the hike in? So let's start from the you drive up for twelve. Well, how how far was the drive up? Eight, eight hours. hours. Eight hours, and then yeah. you and then you start yeah. hiking. So let's let's. Yeah. So I want, we got to – yeah. I want Rye. I want Ryer to take over here. I want to hear the hike. Yeah.
3: Good.
0: Um. So I. I I guess I went through a full range of emotions because <laughs>
1: that's a great start. <laughs> um,
0: well, because so let's just back up a little bit. The week before I was like, well, I should at least see like what some weight feels like in my pack, you know? Because I knew it was going to be more than... before. More than, like... Which, honestly, (laughs) now looking at this, I think this is a testament to my pure raw athleticism.
1: (laughs) I knew something like that was coming, too. But,
0: I mean, I'm not going to blow smoke up anybody's, but I struggled. Uh, But I went to hike the reservoir with some, like, weight in my pack just to see, and I was like, okay, this isn't horrific. Like, the pack carries fine. It's not hurt my shoulders or anything like that. Um, and so I I had previously psyched myself out. I was like, oh, this is going to be the worst hike ever in the history of the world. And then I went and did that. I was like, oh, okay. Well, maybe it's not going to be the worst hike ever in the history of the world. It's going to be horrible. Up
1: until this point, what was the worst hike you'd done?
0: I don't know. Probably some death march around the Elkwood somewhere. Yeah. Where you're just probably a mad hike yeah. where – you I've know, done a couple of those. The animals weren't cooperating, and the hunter, who shall not be named, just starts walking. <laughs> and you're like... And, and what makes it a mad hike for me is, like, I've just been... And I know that the hunter's been in this situation, too. It never ends up fruitful. Yeah. Like, when you just start mad hiking around the place because you're mad at the animals, it doesn't, like, suddenly change your luck. All you do is yeah. mad hike around and get tired. Yeah. In my experience like it doesn't help anything so mm-hmm. but anyways i'd had a couple of those i mean the the couple of hikes that we did with chris in new mexico were rough um both for different reasons i mean the hike up was sucked because chris was just sprinting up a hill <laughs> <laughs> and i was trying to keep up he's with the a, camera he's not
3: a met he's not a mad hiker though
0: no but he's just real fast because he's in shape, and he does that all the time. Yeah. And so I'm trying to keep up with him, and it wasn't working. And then the next day, I the, our hike out just seemed like it was forever. Didn't it, Clay? Like when we walked out Which after, one? you know, the <laughs> second one? day when we went around the mountain, came in, and then had to hike back out. Yeah,
2: where we, like, had to put everything in our pack to use all hands on the Yeah, I mean, I felt like I was at a 10-year-old birthday party, like, scaling a rock wall, <laughs> but there was no one there to, like, fall resist me. <laughs> and then once we got to the top of that, I, I swear we just walked
0: for, like, two hours. It was... it was, And I thought it was maybe 30 minutes going in there, and yeah. so I don't know what
1: happened. Yeah. It's like, did we go a different way? Did there a mountain was, grow in between us? It was, like, we were,
2: a 30-minute yeah. walk in and, like, a two-hour walk out. I... I I'm obviously not good at math. I took college algebra four times, but I can do that Well, because usually the hike in is always up, and exactly. the hike out is always down. No. But
1: up, this wasn't even up out. or down. It was just level. Oh, and it's just like you just never ending? Yeah. yeah. Never like, stop. Did did Chris get lost and just not tell you?
2: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <Wouldn't> <laughs> no. We're going to have to call him on that. We came out like 50 yards from the truck.
3: Yeah. He was probably texting, didn't know where he was going.
2: <laughs> I'm sending in this
1: as soon as we get done.
3: But oh he broke he broke down the other day and I was like I was like, Oh dude, you probably were texting and hit a boulder. <laughs> <laughs> dude. Oh, it's never happened before. Dude,
2: when he did that in New Mexico on that scouting trip, I was like, Oh, we gotta walk back to camp. This is bad. <laughs> I mean, he legitimately hit a tire sized rock at like fifty miles an hour. <laughs> It's that Yoda gang, though, you ain't gotta worry about it. He's texting, yeah. he's oh, texting
1: yeah. all them ladies in his phone, he's gotta quit doing that. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: we anyway. gotta drive
3: back like
2: this. <laughs> That's steering wheel oh, dude, his steering wheel <laughs> was at like a 90 degree angle. He's like, Oh, it'll be fine. He's in alignment, anyways. I'm like, I
1: guess it does. <laughs> Gosh, dude, freaking this Western guys are a different breed, man. So, and, so and another, another thing, though, when you show up and your hunter is tall and lanky. Your You're in for a day. Oh, yeah. I showed up yeah, to Nelk hunt no, yeah. one time, and I saw all the guides, and there's this old fat guy, and I'm like, that's my guide. Because <laughs> he knows where the elk are, the easier ones to get to. Let those tall, lanky dudes go somewhere else.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I had had some hard hikes. I knew that it wasn't like an eight-hour uphill hike that I'd had. So, But I was, like, not totally dreading it. Um, we drove to the town we we're going to stay at. Uh, and Joe and I had to share a twin bed. Nice. Uh, in a room that was oh. really hot. It's like, being, oh, like an incredible no AC. I don't
1: know what side parts were sharing a twin bed or it being really hot. Both uh, of those.
0: Neither of us bad. slept worth a crap. <laughs> no. 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 So we didn't sleep worth a crap. Woke up and it was pouring rain. Nice. Which, <clears which <clears I was a little for. I was a little disappointed because the day that we delayed to wait for Joe's bag was supposed to be the day that it was raining heavily. Uh. Um, but Canada just decided to throw another one at us and just move that one right to the hike day. So we drive in in the dark, obviously, get parked. Um, Were you all... parking just
1: on the side of the road or is there a trailhead?
0: There was a there was like a place that we could park. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I mean, you sometimes you just, you know, leave it wherever you want.
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, hell, it's Canada.
0: Yeah. So we uh, <clears throat> we get out of the truck, and we uh, put all of our packs on, and it's raining, and Nick was like, yeah, I just, I'm not even going to bother with rain gear because you're just going to get soaked. You're either going to wear rain gear and get hot and sweaty, or you're going to not wear rain gear and get soaked. So. I mean,
1: he's got a point. I would rather just be wet.
0: So, yeah, I mean, within... Five or ten. Oh, (laughs) within five or ten minutes of the hike in, um, I was soaked.
1: Saw the way to add ten pounds to your hike too. Nice. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, my boots. My boots got thoroughly soaked, uh, and they didn't dry out for the rest of the trip. I had wet boots for the rest of the trip. That's horrible. Um, wet boots and wet socks for the rest of the trip. And heavy wet boots. Yeah, Heavy. heavy wet boots. And then yeah, we just started going and. I mean, it's straight up a mountain. It's not a. It's not like, you know. Sometimes elk hunting, you might like walk a little ways, and then you got to go up a hill, and then you might walk a little ways, and then no, it was straight up the mountain. There was no yeah. flat walking a there's little no ways. There's I no switchbacks. I mean, it was there was switchbacks, no switchbacks. There was no side hilling. You're just like straight up. I mean, it was switchbacks, but it wasn't like a nice. Yeah, switchbacks. they
3: were like steep and nasty and rock filled and. Yeah. And it was like that the whole way. It wasn't like we were only literally like the hike was only like two, two and a half miles, but it was just straight steep the whole two miles.
0: And so i uh, allegedly <clears throat> sources close to me say that you can accomplish that hike in eight hours. Um, about what was it? 45 minutes in, I was struggling and I asked, uh, I asked Nick, I was like, so, like, how are we doing pace-wise? And he said, do you have a headlamp? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, yeah. He said, this might take us 14 to 16 hours oh my at this God. pace. And I was – I think at that moment I became very deflated. <laughs> and I think it took wow. a, it took about an hour for my my head to wrap around that and to uh, will myself forward. Well, he told you at the
1: beginning it was going to be a 12-hour hike in.
0: Well, he said 8, and then he said 10, and then it ended up taking 12. But I would say the first...
1: So two and a half miles, it took you 12 hours.
0: The first three miles were rough (sighs) for me physically. That makes
1: me hurt just thinking about it.
0: Yeah, the first three hours were rough for me physically and mentally.
1: Did you just get numb after that point? It was just kind of trudging Uh,
0: along? Yeah, I just kind of accepted my fate. But I had to basically argue with myself in my head about. Oh, I've
1: done that before.
0: About wanting just to go back to the truck, <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna go back yeah. to the truck. I'm gonna call Caleb. I'm gonna tell him, you know, that I'm I couldn't get up the mountain, and uh, I hope to <laughs>
1: wish Joe, Joe and Nick. the best of luck. Good <laughs> luck, Joe. <laughs> yeah.
3: We were we were like an eighth of the way up, and I'm like, "Ry, are you good, dude?" And he was like no nope. he's, like, <laughs> he's like i just think i want to go back to the truck and i was like well that's not an option so we'll go slow but you're i
1: truck. would give a lot of money to have that on camera a lot of money
0: i think it's probably the most deflated that i've ever felt and i've
1: oh, said, yeah, but, well, but here's the thing how good did it feel when you got there not good
0: (laughs) 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 like zero reward and we haven't even gotten to the hardest part yet
1: well okay hold on hold on hold on i want to get joe's perspective on the hike so you you're 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 coaching you're coaching ryer along you're you're kind of like you're you're being the positive reinforcement but like I, i know you're in the pain cave too you have to be
3: yeah i mean i'll be honest like i'm hurting a little bit um just mainly because one it's not my pack two you got 75 pounds because we had to buy extra battery packs so I could charge my mirrorless because I'm only getting half a day on battery and I didn't have sufficient batteries. So we had to get battery, more battery packs than we had. So we're loaded up pretty heavy. We also
0: had to take a 15 pound tent instead of the five pound tent between the two of us.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. So I like uh, I because bought,
1: his is in this. Mm,
3: yeah. Like I bought that sweet, argali two person ring tent and it's literally two and a half pounds for you know, so we would have had a pound a piece. So we're already adding like several more pounds than we had had. And I had planned for, um, I'll be honest. Like I felt pretty good going up, you know, usually like the first half hour usually sucks till you get in the groove. of Um, but I don't really, I don't really ever fall out of shape. So I'm usually in pretty good shape, you know, whenever I'm usually ready to roll. So you haven't worked here long enough. I've no, 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 no. (laughs) trust me. Trust me. It's right here. It's right here. So, I uh so I felt okay. And this is nothing like this is nothing against Ryder. I just was so tired of having that pack on my back for that long. Um I felt like I could have done the hike in eight hours. Seven to eight to be to be honest. So I was Probably more right? like just tired of having the thing on my back. Like yeah. Yeah. I really wasn't like that like legs and all that, like really weren't that tired in cardio, I was fine. I just was ready to get it over with, you know? But we're a team, and we just kind of slowed down and took it step by step, and took a lot of breaks. And it was what it was. You know, we ended up getting getting up there a decent time, so it did not take the sixteen to seventeen hours. But Ryer, when he heard the sixteen to seventeen hours in headlamp, like his <laughs> his morale went so far low. <laughs> I'm like, Nick, I'm like Nick, you can't say that to the guy. Man. Yeah, you shouldn't
1: have said that. You should <laughs> yeah. You should have put, You should have made sure we were far enough in where he couldn't turn back before you said that.
3: Right, and then you know we are it, we were just soaking wet. Like it literally was like torrential downpour for literally ten hours. I mean it it was nonstop. You know, so, so that there was sucks. that mental hurdle there too. You know,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, like it, what is it? The in Armageddon, he's like, well, so what's the condition going to be like? It's worst environment imaginable. Worst environment imaginable.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, really, it really was outside of it being like avalanche weather, where it was you know like February. The weather itself on the hike up couldn't have been any worse. Nice.
1: Solid. That's what you hoped for. So what was the worst part? You said you said that wasn't the worst oh, part? Oh, boy.
0: Yeah, so the trail that we took up there, like, stopped at a certain point. And uh, after that, there was <clears throat> what some would refer to as a hill, but what I would refer to <laughs> as a... A uh, leafed in cliff.
1: Leafed in cliff. Yeah. Or like
0: a plant cliff.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: It was <clears throat> it was just not steep enough that plants could still grow on the side of it and that you could look at it and think that you might be able to walk up it. Um which was is not the case. Like it was a <clears throat> honestly I feel like we should have had some more technical gear to get up that hill. Like crampons, it was
3: borderline, borderline crampons.
0: Oh yeah. wow! Um, with seventy-five pounds on your pack, with the entire green hillside being wet, it was. It took us probably two hours to get a hundred yards.
1: Oh my gosh! Up this yeah. thing, and that's way past the point of your, this is sucking real hard.
0: Yeah. I mean, I had already been hiking for <clears throat> probably nine hours at this point and, uh, <coughs> just soaked. My, my legs are toast and, uh, I'm getting no, boots grip. Had no traction. Yeah, yeah. My boots had no traction at all. And just trying to get up. This was horrific. I mean, it was. If it would have been it dry, was,
1: would, it, would it have been okay if it was dry? Would it have been better?
3: Nah, Not I mean, really. maybe. L- let's put it this way. I had a Nick head, because obviously my trekking poles were in my bag that I didn't have. So Nick gave me a trekking pole, and he gave me a, basically like an avalanche ice pick and I'm like he gave it to me I'm like I don't want to carry that you know and he was like no he's like you might need it so let's so there were there were at times where you actually had to physically drive the stake into the ground the the pick into the ground so you could pull yourself uh, up certain places
1: yeah it doesn't sound fun at all
3: because the vegetation was so slick
0: and I think between my boots and the fact that I think we figured it out like just overall gross weight, I was probably 75 pounds heavier than everybody else. Because, mm-hmm. like, starting the trip, I was 255 mm-hmm. uh, with a 75-pound pack. And I think Nick was, like, two, two something.
3: 205. 205. 205 something like that. And
0: so between that and my boots, not getting any grip, like, there was a point where Joe had to come take my backpack so I could get up a cliff within the cliff, <laughs> and then he had to follow I, me. I got to tell that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta tell me.
3: <laughs> so we're like three quarters of the way up this this nasty shoot. Can you see
1: where before. you're going, or is it like you can't see? It? No,
3: you couldn't really see because it was so steep, and it it was not that far, like two or three hundred yards to get up this thing. But like it had these, it had this vegetation on it where it was almost like a like a shoot plant right and as you would step on the plant it would mat down well it was like you were stepping on pvc pipe going up gosh so we're coming up to shoot and nick and i found a flat spot to chill out for a second and ryer's taking the minutes to get up there right and i'm like nick's like what's he doing is he okay and Cause he wasn't answering. So, I mean, it was like, if you fell down, you would, you could potentially fall over a cliff. Like you probably wouldn't die, but you definitely would get it. You definitely would get into it for sure. And you couldn't see the cliffs. That was the thing. You couldn't see them. So that's where we'll get in later. when we came down. So we're going up and I'm like, all right, let me go take my pack off and peek over. So <laughs> I was real I mad
0: was- at this point. <laughs>
3: I felt so bad, but, like, my defense mechanism is laughing. i like, I can't <laughs> help. And this is what I do, right? So I'm trying not to laugh, but Ryer's coming up this little rock canyon, maybe 10 foot on each side, and he's climbing, and he's slipping, and he's falling 10 to 15 feet every time he tries to do it. And I'm like, God, and he's he's mad. I mean, we're cussing, we're doing the whole nine. You know,
0: I <laughs> may or may not have thrown them. a hat and or hiking poles multiple times.
3: <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, all right, I'm like, I gotta help, and I'm like, telling him where to get him. He can't get up. I'm like, all right, I'm like, let me let me come down and get your pack. That way, you can just go up on your own. So I went down. I got his pack. Ryder gets up there. He finally, gets some traction. You know, he's got these trekking poles that are. From Dollar General, you know, and they're like, they're already you, Ben. They're already, they're already, they're already, already you, bed. They're already you bed. And, and I, you know, before the trip, I'm like, dude, you got tracking poles? He's like, yeah, I got poles. I'm like, oh, okay. I figured they're, you know, some bougie poles, you know. They were not. They said fit life on them. For the record, you absolutely do not.
0: Don't get those.
3: Use tracking poles that say fit life on them. Well, to be <laughs> fair,
0: I never, I never even bought those. Somebody yeah. gave them to me. Like somebody just one, I don't even remember who, somebody somebody was like, hey, do you want some hiking, trekking poles? And never having used trekking poles ever, but I was like, okay, fine. I took them. (laughs) So then when on the packing list it said trekking poles, I was like, oh, yeah, I got a pair of those. (laughs) Just bust them out of the
3: closet. They were like the ones that like moms wear like use on a trail to push their strollers and stuff like it was not it was not good so anyway, so Ryder gets up he gets up the thing we end up making it up there we take a break and then we got the last the last push to go um which we only had maybe 60 70 yards of that last like nasty stuff to get up um and we got up it in a decent amount of time and then once you got over that it was like smooth sailing to camp uh, i mean it it was still steep getting to camp but you were not like slipping every step. It yeah. Was more, it, you started to kind of crest up into the Alpine, and the Alpine, for those that don't know, is basically above tree line. And it's mainly just rock and shale and uh, very little, like, vegetation for the most part, so it really wasn't slick.
1: So you get to camp. You get camp set up. You're like, okay. Which we filmed. First hurdle. Yeah. First hurdle is behind us. hmm And then it proceeded to... Sock in and rain for how many days?
0: Um, So we were there for, what was it, six days total, Joe?
3: Yeah, I think so. Something like
0: that. Yeah, we were there for six days total, and we only really got any significant break in the weather really the last day. And even then, it was not for the entire day. It was for it was socked in in the morning and then it was open for a few hours, I would say maybe five hours and then it's socked back in. Uh, and then it opened for the rest of the day. But mm. I mean, for, for the first, for the first three or four days, it was primarily socked in. I mean, I would say that was the default mode of the weather. Obviously the clouds rolling it out. Um, but you're up you're basically, you know, like when you look at the mountains and you see there's clouds up at the top of the mountains, that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. And so you the clouds would kinda roll in and out, but mostly it was socked in the whole time, which um is not ideal when trying to spot things from yeah. a long way away. If you can only see fifteen yards, yeah, uh especially it makes it very difficult to find Especially a for sheep. a rifle
1: hunt that's solid. So yeah. so he was expecting to see, would you say, like twenty to thirty goats a day, and y'all were not seeing that.
0: Yeah. So the the I guess this spot he usually sees twenty to forty sheep a day. Um, goats, goats. I mean, sorry, uh, and we were not. I think we saw what was it three the first day, Joe?
3: Yeah, not many.
0: We saw three. We had uh, we had a decent encounter on the first day. Yeah. Um, but it being the first day, it wasn't one that we were going to try to shoot. And then the next two days were kind of skunked after that. And I know
1: how well you do just sitting around camp with nothing to do. Yeah.
0: I mean, it was, you basically, we just like sat on the side of a hill more or less, um, waiting for for windows to glass in, um, <laughs> and you know it would just be rainy and windy and cold and socked in and there's like nothing you can really do about it so did so it did it get dark or was it no light? you you get a lot of light there uh, i think it started like getting light started getting light at like 6 and you could i think legal shooting light was until 10:30 um nice. although <laughs> it always socked in at night around 6 always. or 7 yeah so it was usually in the morning it was socked if it wasn't going to be socked in, you maybe would get a window of light at maybe seven thirty eight o'clock um and then it would always sock in at about six seven o'clock
1: so what was Nick's take on all this? Hes like yeah, this is normal
0: yeah, yeah it 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 was it was not abnormal. I think that we were hoping for a better weather window when we had um when we had looked at the weather before going up there the first couple of days were to be expected it was going to be socked in and rainy and wet and then after that it was supposed to clear up and become sunny and hopefully we would get the visibility windows that would uh allow us to do a little bit more glassing but uh we just didn't get that but you know that's not atypical for any kind of hunting that relies on the weather i mean if the weatherman says one thing. It's probably going to be the opposite. Yeah, he, so. he'll
1: lie to you in a heartbeat. So, killing the, killing the goat was anticlimactic or climactic? Uh,
0: I'll be honest. I was I didn't even look at the goat. You were just on Nick. I was on Nick. So, I mean, for me, I was just in film mode. I, I think you probably need to refer to Joe for how that moment was because <laughs> um, I was nine, like 90 degrees to the action just on gotcha. Nick
3: yeah so we uh, we ended up just kind of come to the realization that there weren't many goats in the closed basins that we were running um turns out that there was it was just more of a weather thing, so we ended up we ended up hiking out of camp i I don't know how many miles it was right or maybe three four miles something like that.
0: He said something about six one time, but i wasn't I don't know if that was yeah, one it, of the further spots or what.
3: None of us are really tracking it, um, but it was, it was steep country getting up there, you know, and once you come down and like these little saddles, you have to go all the way back up and we're like side hill all this shale rock where, again, if you fell, it was going to be pretty uncomfortable for you. Um, Watch, so we we're, we're
1: going to talk about rower falling here in a minute.
3: Oh God, it was so funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> it wasn't at the time, but yeah. So we, we end up, we end up basically going far from camp because we had, we had spotted some goats like way off in this big glacier naturally um, it looks steep. yeah it looks steep. once we got over there so we end up getting over there getting set up we did locate some goats like right off the rip um and then we had two big billies that were bedded in a pretty marginal spot um we had went back and forth for a couple hours whether we were going to go for them or not uh, one ended up getting up and walking around the cliff so that one was out another one was bedded but he was looking right at us And it was one of those deals where, like, yeah, you could probably kill him because Nick felt good out to about 500. Um, But the issue was when that goat died and and rolled, it was going to roll down off a cliff that was very marginal whether you could actually retrieve the goat or not. So,
0: Not to mention, uh, even if it rolled in a a good position, just to get down there and back up would have been basically the equivalent of going back down to the truck and then back up again
3: yeah we would you wouldn't just pack up hiking.
1: camp and go down and stay down you
0: couldn't
3: oh uh, why no because you had you would have had to come back over
1: um uh, there's not a valley and you could have walked on, around
3: no, no you couldn't have <clears throat> um it was basically opposite of the truck i mean i guess technically you could have gone out to the river and hike but he said that you couldn't because it was cliffs on both sides of the river at certain points so we ended up leaving that goat um and kind of messed around up top for a while, looked some different spots. It looked just like the movie Interstellar, like up there. It looked like you were on Mars up there. It, it was really cool. I mean, it was a sweet spot. I want to so see some up,
1: of these pictures. I haven't seen any of the pictures. I got them on my computer. You can see I some. I want to see them.
3: Yeah. So we ended up circling back and kind of came back to a spot um, earlier in the week that we had located the goat and went after and couldn't get on. Um, so we're just kind of sitting there eating dinner, and we look up the hill, and there's like four goats just wide out in the open maybe 500 yards so um you know nick said that these goats were pretty spooky um i you know and this is just coming from my experience with them uh it did not appear that they were very worried about what you were Um, because you know nick's like oh they're looking right at us and you know i I don't know i mean the only kind of sheep or goat i have experience with is audad Mm -hmm. and audad 100 from a thousand yards will spot you yeah um, and now these sheep or these goats did not appear to be that way. So we're sitting there in Nick's class and I'm trying to get a read on Billy's or whatever. Well, they start walking right to us. And mind you, we had just been, we just fired up jet boys. We were eating. I was still like mid eating while I was filming. Like I'm like, I got to eat this. So I'm eating while I'm filming and I got them on the goats and they just come right to us at the end of the day. And, uh, they end up working down this this big, long rock point, uh, to about 300 yards. And it was four of them. Um, Nick picked the biggest one, and basically Ryer was on Nick, and I was filming the goats on the two to 600. And uh, that was kind of it. Uh, one came out, and Nick peeled them and ended up putting putting a couple shots in them, and he ended up doing the death roll down in this little canyon. Uh, and then after that, the other three goats came right to us. I mean, they came within. <laughs> I mean, it was the strangest thing. I'm like, we're worried about being like these bumps on a log out here and they're walking right to us and we just killed their buddy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's very strange. And you know, they came right to us. Um, but at that point we were trying to get everything. We were we were getting close to dark and we knew if this goat had rolled all the way down this canyon, it was gonna be all night deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get up, we shoot our b-roll, we do all that kind of stuff. We end up going and getting the goat, um, which we could not locate him at first. Um mm-hmm. he, didn't end up sliding as far as we thought he did. Um, so really where it ended up dying was actually in a pretty good spot. Um, now getting him out was a little tough because it was so steep. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was, it wasn't a bad deal.
1: Yeah, um,
3: You know, got our stuff done, packed back to camp, ended up getting back to camp um, a little right after dark. 10.30 I think. Yeah. Yeah, before dark, no headlamps were needed. So,
1: so you kill the goat, pack him out, get back to camp. Now, now talk about the, what was the hike out like?
3: Um, heavy, <laughs> heavy. You know, because I I took uh, Nick had half the goat, and then I took half the goat. Uh, and honestly, he, the goat was pretty shot up. Did you in, take them in Canada.
1: Take the meat back too. You have to take the meat yeah. back.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh wow, yeah. yeah, they're very strict you, about you that in to. Canada even take uh like rib meat and stuff uh, wow. now the only way you don't have to is if the meat is shot up and blood clotted which a lot of it was um so i'd have to go nick had have to go so we each maybe had 20 pounds extra a piece you know so you figure hiking out you uh, know i my pack was probably in that 90 to 95 pound range something like that um mine was still
1: I, 75 and i see I mean, the, and i, I offered
0: yeah. i offered to carry something they didn't I, I
1: saw no. a video that Nick shot of you walking down, and you oh, just God. you you went ass over tea kettle. Like I haven't seen real, any of these. It's on Nick's Instagram. Oh, oh I don't. He's, I don't follow he's, Ryer's got. He's kind of on a knee, like trying to like shimmy down. The, when you're looking at it, don't look steep. But when you see Ryer how he's standing, it's steep. Were they and stories then, or posts? Oh, it, it was, was a story. Oh, looks like it's And down. you it just see down. him come out, and then him go face first. And the pack is looks like it's bigger than Ryer, and it just he just slams, and I'm like, "Oh man," and then he just kind of just oh, well, yeah. that happened again and stood back up so what what is that I'm assuming that wasn't the only time that happened
0: no, I mean that was probably the most the second most
1: it was a yard sale that was the first most dramatic <laughs> fall I
0: had had on the trip uh the second the first most dramatic fall would. Come sooner, yeah. uh, Well, tell me about
1: this one because I want to hear about the one that Um, you were your life was put in Joe's hands.
0: Yeah, I like at a certain point I just had accepted that my boots were not, they weren't gonna do what I needed them to do. Like they, they, up until
1: this point, you loved those boots.
0: Yeah, now I hate them.
1: (laughs) Dude, I wouldn't. wouldn't
0: Like I legit hate. Like I, I don't.
1: What What did you not like about them?
0: The okay, fact really? that they got soaked in five minutes.
1: Yeah, that's um, not good.
0: Which there's no reason they should have because I had waterproofed them before we went to the Ranch Julian. hmm And they didn't even get wet there, so there's no reason that they should have.
1: They didn't get dry rotted, did they? No. They've been in my,
0: my car well, or my truck. Well, there,
3: there was way more. There was way more yeah. water here than there was at Ranch Julian.
0: No, but what I'm saying is, like, they shouldn't have been wet. Like, yeah. it's not like I haven't waterproofed them in a reasonable amount of time. And you had gaiters like on. Yeah, and I had gaiters on. Um, so they got soaked in, like, five minutes, and then I just got no grip. Um, I don't know. I mean, the ankle support was probably okay. Uh, could I have used a little bit better ankle support? Probably. But the ankle support was fine. There's only so much you can do. I mean, um, just no grip. And so... The entire trip was, like, me basically just trying to fight, slipping every – on all, like, the shales, the shale falls, and any time there was, like, kind of a little grassy section that we had to cross. Um, and it slowed me down significantly because I just couldn't trust my boots. Mm-hmm. Um, so you I had to, like, do that
2: sure-foot dig in every time. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and so I couldn't just walk.
1: And those boots are supposed to be made for that. That's they're what they're not, yeah.
0: Yeah. They are not. I mean, I don't want to badmouth the boots necessarily, but if anybody's curious, they can message me and I'll tell you what boots not to get if you go on a sheep hunt. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll be they like I wore them all last year for elk hunts and honestly, they were fine. Um I think that just the sheep and goat hunts are a different animal and uh, you know, I think that you probably need to get a more purpose-built boot for that. Uh, I'm probably going to get a pair of boots that are meant for that just generally Mm -hmm. because I'd rather have a pair of boots that's a little bit over-engineered than under-engineered. But, yeah, I mean, the entire trip was just—
1: I've got a brand-new pair of those sitting in my closet. I'm probably going to get rid of them now. I was going to start wearing them, but no, I'm not They'll be fine for you, for elk hunting. Yeah, but they're too stiff for me. I love my new Crispies. I like those a lot. See, like, you wouldn't be
0: able to, like, you would need something even stiffer.
1: Yeah, well, I know. Yeah. And my ankles are terrible already. But, all right, so. So, so.
0: basically, I'm falling the entire time, the whole trip. And so. Oh, yeah. By the time that we were down there, it's just kind of one of those things where I'd fallen so much, I just, you fall and you're like, okay, I've fallen again. (laughs) Now I have to get up. (laughs) You know? So. Uh, I had seen them go down this little mini cliff. I mean, it was probably, what, a seven, eight-foot cliff, something like that, maybe six. Yeah,
3: yeah, probably, like, to the bottom where it got flat and where the cliff started. Yeah, it was probably seven eight foot
0: And so I had seen them go down it, and they had both struggled going down it. So I was like, great, this is going to (laughs) be phenomenal for me. (laughs) So I'm trying to go about it as cautiously as possible, and I slipped, and gravity took over, and... Next thing I knew, I was no longer looking out past the mountain. I was looking at rocks, and I was like, mm, "This is how I die." <laughs> I, I thought for sure I was gonna like wreck my face on a rock.
1: Is that the the, the oh, video one? Too. The video yeah. one? Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. And then. But you
1: you always somehow, said in, you always said in cycling it's all about knowing how to fall.
3: Which
0: I will maintain. I think. He,
3: he, <laughs> all things considered, <laughs> I think <laughs> like he's. He, He's sliding and, and Nick's filming and I'm like, Oh boy And <laughs> I hear Nick go, Oh oh no, oh no, oh no <laughs> And you know <laughs> Ryers right, like a, you know, like a water buffalo coming around. Know? Water
0: buffalo, very good. Thank you, thank you.
3: But you did, t- I mean, you stuck it. I mean, I thought for sure, like you, <laughs> you had stuck to break it your knee sure. or something. But I mean, all things considered, and this is a test to the uh, Sitka Timberline pants. I'll give it to those pants, dude. Too. They took some serious falls.
2: Yeah, and yeah. You s- and did you save the camera on this fall too? Oh, he had it all
1: on his back, didn't you? Yeah, oh. yeah.
2: Yeah. At that
3: point, we like, had, like
1: he had the whole mountain on his back. You
2: yeah. couldn't have fit another thing. Mountain had, the mountain it. had Ryre on its back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: I think Clay can attest to this. I'm generally pretty good at falling. <laughs> I've
1: watched and you fall. Watched I me, thought you were you watched dead. me fall
0: and almost die too. I thought you were dead. So I don't know what it is, but I have a, I apparently have a pretty, I'll say this and then this year I'll do some dumb thing and I'll <laughs> freaking wreck my shit with my stuff. <laughs> not supposed to cuss on this podcast family <laughs> podcast um but like i've taken some pretty nasty falls and i've i've usually recovered pretty well like
2: every watch. every time i've ever seen ryer fall there's always one arm in the air with the camera do, do he you, sacrifices his face for the greater good of the do camera you, gear. do you attribute that to cycling don't give him football
1: this option. like what do you attribute being really good at falling on your face and like living through it what do you attribute that to I think just raw athleticism. You walked I
0: would right send into that. Up. <laughs> you walked no, I, right into that. I mean, I guess part of it would probably be cycling, but I, you know, like growing up, I just did a lot of things that you would, could fall, like fall down, climbing trees, yeah. rollerblades. Yeah. You ever fallen on some roller? No. Clay's, clay's fallen on some rollerblades. Yeah. It's, it's an art to fall into rollerblades That's and not die. Why his nickname is Clayblade? Uh, I mean, I tried some skateboarding. Was I good at skateboarding? No. Did I ride skateboards <laughs> down hills? Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, bikes, obviously, running around hills, playing sports. I don't know. I just have always been decent, at least, at falling. So.
3: I mean, I'll be honest. I think it's, uh, and this is no disrespect, Ryder, but I think it's more just like uh, luck of the draw. You didn't get hurt. Oh, because, yeah. When you you got a 75-pound pack, there's very little maneuverability that you can do when you're out of control. Yeah. You know, and it's like, because you're you're, you're using a pack, and it's like sticking off two and a half feet behind your back. I mean, we were loaded down. So, like, you get that gravity and all that. It's not a whole lot you can do. Yeah. And yeah. It's kinda of like, well, am yeah. I gonna get hurt or not? Like the Kool-Aid man is very the, top
2: heavy. Other than the boots though, were there like any other gear?
3: That failures? was that was
1: my next question. Is like what gear would you change or were there any gear failures? Like what are some things that you would absolutely have if you have to do it again? I would get better boots. Um, better hiking
0: sticks. I would get better hiking poles because I literally broke both of mine in half. <laughs> That's no joke. Um <laughs>
3: Well, you were trying to bend the one, and I, I gave—I'm I, like, give me that, dude! I broke it in half, and I was like, "You're not using." It. I'm like, "It's not going to bend." I'm like, "Here, take this one." So I gave one of mine the way down.
0: Yeah, um, <clears throat> uh, maybe a better sleeping pad. Uh, I the first night I tried to use my like little inflatable pillow, useless. Those like somehow it doesn't matter how little you inflate the inflatable pillows still too stiff they're still too stiff yeah and i mean it, it has to do with air displacement and you know it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. the whatever there's physics there um science <laughs> and things but i actually figured out if i put my puffy this was i this what this was freaking comfortable pro tip i took my sitka puffy and i would put it in one of my sweatshirts and like tie the the bottom of the sweatshirt in the arms best pillow yeah I was about to say, yeah, it'd probably
1: doubt. be better just to use the extra, you know, extra clothes. And just pray that it doesn't get cold enough. Do you need to wear those clothes?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, other than that, I I wouldn't say that there was. I would say camera gear wise, lens filters useless. Uh, we yeah. fought them constantly to the point I just took them all off. Oh, fogging up. Yeah. That's all I did was fog up.
2: Um, Maybe, would you, like, leave it on for the hike in so you didn't, like, wreck your lens and then once you got there, take them off?
0: But, I mean, the hike in, I had the camera in my pack. So, um, I did run a Peak Design, uh, like, camera strap, camera holder on the front of my pack, which that's the first time I've done that, and I actually liked it. Didn't really get in the way at all. Um, And
2: that was actually one of your biggest worries. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, I mean, obviously the hike in, but... It was like a, I don't want to take this thing and it be in my way the entire time to the point that I have to put my DSLR in my backpack yeah. and then I don't get to take any pics. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean that was that was good. I would say the lens filters. I mean, if you're if it's going to be foggy and humid like that, just leave them at home. Um, and what then I the think
1: tem- what was the temps? It looked cold, but like what were the temps around about? Like forty. Oh, that's perfect. Oh yeah. my gosh.
0: Yeah, I mean until it's wet and 100% humidity yeah, and blowing. Oh, it was still humid at 40, uh, 100% yeah. humidity. <laughs> See, that, Like I had moisture on my thing. beard the entire time. Like yeah. the whole time there was drops of water on my beard. Like I was a plant collecting water in the
3: drought <laughs> for hypo <laughs> for
0: photosynthesis.
3: That, that's the thing like you like in that country, um if you're like someone and I don't like being wet at all. Like I don't I don't prefer obviously but like in that country um like you're gonna be wet like there's no there's no way around it like you can cover up and have good rain gear um and that's fine but like your pants are gonna get wet at some point especially like heat of the moment you're running after goats like you're gonna be kneeling in water doing all kinds of stuff and you're just gonna be wet and there's no there's no way around it so you kind of got to get over that um you're also gonna be cold Yeah, you're going to be cold, and then, honestly, you know, Nick, he he told me, basically, a synthetic sleeping bag, and then a way to dry your stuff out is you actually put your wet stuff in your sleeping bag with you, Um, which I don't. Like, that's not really what I want to do, but there's times, like, because my boots got wet at one point, too, um, whether it was water coming in the top or, or whatever it was, but so my feet were wet the whole time, and they were insulated. So my feet would sweat with the insulated boots. And again, that's all I could buy at the store. And then it was like literally putting my feet in a refrigerator the whole time. Like they were just frozen and numb at one point, you know, but like you come back and you put your socks in your sleeping bag and they would be dry by the morning. Um, but that's really like, so you're just going to be wet and you just got to deal with it. The so, time. so
1: tell me about saving Ryder's life. I want to hear this story.
3: Ooh, okay. So we're coming down, we're coming down, the, the
0: aforementioned
3: hill. Yeah, yeah. So this, this is, is on the yeah, this, this is, is on the
1: descent. This when you're leaving.
3: That's correct. Yeah. This is after Ryer had fell off that mini cliff. And so, I
1: will say
0: before we before we set out for the day, Nick looked at me. He said, "Are you ready for the slip and slide?"
1: Oh no! And I went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm so ready for <laughs> that's that." That's like that's
2: like. Uh, Chris, your hero, looking at you and just saying, just letting you know this is going to suck. Because if it's going to suck for him, it's going to suck for you.
1: But I would rather know that.
2: Yeah. Oh, I would I rather
1: know than get yeah. halfway down the mountain and be like, why didn't somebody tell me that this was literally like standing on jello the Give whole time? Give me five
2: minutes to mentally prepare myself. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's my thing is like, yeah. if you tell me at the beginning it's two and a half miles, it's going to take us between eight and 12 hours to get there, I'm going to look at my watch and that's the way I know, like, okay. And at eight hours and be like, all right, how much more we got? It's like, you got four more players. Yeah. Like, Ugh. Yeah. But for, that, that's why I don't like a death march. Because when I get started, like, the worst thing when I played baseball in college is the days that we would get in trouble, and they tell us just to wear shorts and, and tennis shoes, and there was just – it's an unknown distance. Just start running. And I'm like, I don't do well with that. But if you tell me it's going to be 10 miles, good. I have a I have a period There's at the end, end of the sentence. Exactly. There's an end. Dude, that none, none, yeah. unknown crap, that, that messes with me. I don't like it. But anyway –
3: Procedure. So we're we're starting our descent down the prior-mentioned hill. And going up the hill um, was better because you could actually see the cliffs and you could kind of go around them. Now, when you're looking at it from the top and the way the vegetation was, you physically couldn't actually see what was clipped out and what wasn't. So, I mean, we're coming down this thing pretty slow. So we actually get to the part where uh, I had grabbed Ryers pack and brought it up to him on the way up. So we're at that part. So I get down it, and I slipped a couple times and got all wadded up on a rock and stuff. I mean, normal stuff.
0: <laughs> I wish and I had, could say. I wish I could say what Joe had said when he, when he got wadded up on a rock. He, I'll tell y'all what he actually did, but it right. wasn't. <laughs> Just let me know. Well, I can't. No, no.
3: This, this was, this was prior when you guys were. Oh. you guys were still in front of me, but I had slipped. I had slipped down that little rock thing, and there was two rocks that from my left and from my right. Well, when I slipped, my left knee hit the rock on the left and my right knee hit the one. And I was, I was like, balling up like a turtle. Dude, it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and, like it did hurt. Like you guys were down in front of me, but I was hurting. But I'm like, nah, we're almost out of this crap hole. Um, so we get to that part and Ryder is behind me and, uh, and I'm, I'm like, lo- you know, I'm like looking up at him and it, it's steep. Right. And I'm like, boy, this is not good. And it was like, it was almost like a grass hill. Like we had already been down and so it was matted down, but it, it literally was a slip and slide. So I'm at the bottom look up. Ryder's coming. Well, I see his feet go out and I'm like, this isn't good. And he's coming, he's coming right at me. Right. And he's heading right for the rock shoot. So Nick earlier had mentioned, like, if you fall, and you drive your pick in, your wrist will catch you. So, like, subconsciously, I was thinking that. So, he's coming at me, and he's coming at me fast. So, I basically sidestepped to my left, and he's, you know, arms in the air. And I just (laughs) ran over, and as hard as I could, grabbed his his wrist with both my hands. As he's sliding and was, like, dug in, like, put the brakes on, I grabbed his wrist and stopped him. Uh, But he was going Nowhere good. And if he hit those rocks, it was gonna hurt. Him. You know, but he did stop, like right at the bottom, he's like all sprawled out. <laughs> and he's got I mean every cuts were in the book, which was warranted.
1: <laughs> what did Nick but have yeah, say? Like what does it. Nick say when all these things happen? Is no, this just... is this is
0: what Nick this is what Nick said to me. He's like fifteen yards that way. He looks up at me, he's like you got to take both hands and drive the, the, the pick into the ground, and I'm thinking, brother, I was trying everything that I could do. I wasn't just going, "Oh no, I'm falling!" Right? Like I'm trying to get the pick around. I'm trying to get it drove into the ground. I'm sliding at 57 miles an hour.
3: Fucking mountain. Yeah. Like you said, you got the pack on. You can't really roll. You know, like he fell like. So you're oh, kinda of sliding on
1: under. your side?
0: No, I was literally sliding on my oh, stomach.
1: On your stomach?
0: Yeah, no, I was sliding. You're like head no. down
1: like Superman and down? No, I yeah, think you're...
0: I I think I was sliding on my hip or something, maybe. Okay. It's about to say like
1: that yeah. would be fun. Like how did you end up on your stomach, Supermaning down this thing? No, I I
0: think I was sliding on my how far did he hip. slide
1: before you caught him? 15, 20
3: foot maybe.
0: It was significant. I, mean, he was
3: gaining,
1: I was gaining, he
0: speed. Was gaining
3: momentum, <laughs> dude. You're <laughs> like, like four he, he Gs of force that at that point. Oh yeah,
1: Joe. Yeah, you saved his gonna, life. You saved his yeah, life. It
3: was gonna. It was, It was gonna hurt. Like he'd have, he'd have been fine once he hit that rock, uh, but it was not gonna be comfortable for sure. So at least softened the blow before he got so, to so the jag. How
1: much further down do you have to go? Is that like three quarters of the way down, or are you like halfway, or what?
3: Yeah, uh, that was about three quarters, and then we we had already gotten over most of the real real gnarly stuff so we kind of after we got out of there it was pretty decently gradual i mean you were going to slip a little bit but you weren't going to come up so
1: what clips. was the feeling when you got back to the truck like was that was the relation there or was, was there it like just a, like thank god this is over
2: was there a moment of rejoice yeah
1: yeah it was more like a thank
0: god um <clears throat> i remember like as we're descending because like even walking down it's not easy oh yeah no i my, no. Sometimes
1: the walk down is worse than walk My knees up.
0: started killing me. My hip flexors started killing me. Oh, yeah, I meant to ask me. you how your knee did. You know what? Surprisingly, my knee gave me no issues. None. And
1: except coming down.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't, I mean, coming down, but a lot of it was kind of in your in that lower knee under your patella sort of area, you know, when you're just trying to arrest yourself for an entire... So, so
1: knee so Nick twicking his knee didn't really slow him down much?
0: No, that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Which I knew it was going to be, so... Just making um, you feel better about yeah. it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh my knee, which usually gives me issues, was fine. Actually, my knee hurt more traveling the next the next day after or two days after than it did um huh. going down. I mean uh I just remember like we just kept going down and down and down and down. It's like, where's the freaking truck? Where is it? Where did it go? Which we
3: ended up we end up getting down in about four and a half hours. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was, was going to be in my next question. Made, how long did it take to get down? Yeah, we made it. We made it pretty quick. We were jamming pretty good.
1: So overall, kind of wrap it up. Am I missing anything? Uh, I mean, no,
0: I don't think so. In case anybody was wondering, I did puke every single day. Oh, I know. I, I, I meant to ask you that. And I yeah, forgot. Yeah, I did puke every day, That's which I warned them. Acid,
3: acid reflux.
0: Yeah, Joe, Joe's Joe's mad at my acid
3: reflux. <laughs> Well, like We get out of the tent and he starts puking. I'm like, dude, we haven't even hiked yet. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I got acid reflux. Let me eat my mountain house spaghetti. I'm like, that's literally the worst thing you could eat right now.
0: First of all, the only reason I, I ate my mountain house spaghetti on the last night because I had not eaten anything that day. I, hadn't, I had maybe eaten like my gummy bears, uh, like a Nature Valley bar. A beef stick, mm-hmm. like one of those mm-hmm. fatty beef sticks, which are delicious, by the way. Um, and uh, half of my chicken and rice mountain house because I was also in the eating while we were, uh, while the goats started yeah. coming our way. Yeah. So
1: so I guess to wrap it up, I want to ask Joe first. I'm going to ask Ryer. So like, your expectations going into this, this was a bucket lister for you. So, like, where does it rank? Like, was it better or worse? Do you want to do it again? Is it like, yep, done it now, don't want to do it again?
3: Um, no, I would I would 100% do it again. Um, I uh, I would make a few gear adjustments.
1: What would your gear uh, adjustments per- be?
3: Well, one, I would have, I would have some high-end gaiters uh, for sure, um, Gore-Tex gloves for sure, and then I would – I would downscale the rain gear that I had. Um, I had first light, well, cause it was next. I had first lights like Omen storm shelter stuff, same jacket Ryder had. Um, and I just like that rain gear was like, so it, it's great when you're sitting there, but it's so bulky to like hike in mm-hmm. and like you, your legs can't move. Um, and I felt like I could have got away with some lighter stuff. Um, obviously for pack weight, um, for being able to hike in it, if you had to, and that's stuff that I had lighter stuff packed. Um, and then um, maybe just some minor camera stuff. I obviously would have liked to have my FX6. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, I felt pretty good. Yeah, I would 100% do it again. And I think it lived up to the hype. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I, I've done seven, eight backpack style hunts, um, you know, prior to me even doing this job. So, I, you know, I feel fine camping and hiking with heavy pack and all that. Um, but this one was, uh, definitely the most difficult just cause of the overall pack weight and then how you have to get there and all yeah. that. And then just the, just the rain. I mean, the rain, it sucks. And then when it gets cold and it's windy and you're fogged in, that part sucks. But yeah. I 100% would do it again.
1: How was, uh, so he's, he mentioned your timberline pants. How did those do? They did well.
3: Oh yeah. i looked,
0: I looked up at joe at one point on the descent and i was like well at least if my boots aren't worth a crap at least these pants are because (laughs) like there i was sliding on my butt a lot trying to not slip yeah uh and they held up they held up i didn't get a single rip in those dang Um, that is impressive you
3: loved him so much you left him prince george
1: (laughs)
0: yeah apparently i left him there i
3: guess so (laughs) nice which uh. I thought I had everything. Apparently, I did not.
1: So, so tell me what your yeah, there what they your are. Oh, nice. Those nice. are the
0: infamous pants. They won't fit me, or I'd keep
1: them. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me your take on it. So, you went into it knowing it was going to suck, and then how did it? Obviously, was it better or Expectations worse? Expectations met on that regard. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I would say, like, would I sign up to do it again next week? No. Um, would I sign up to do it again this season? Probably not. Am I stupid, and will I do it again? Maybe. Uh, I would say that um, I, I enjoyed being, like, up in the Alpine. Mm-hmm. For me, that was the cool part. Just getting there. Just the um, part. I mean, I know, obviously, obvi- a lot of my <clears throat> opinions may not resonate with a lot of people who listen to this, because I didn't grow up a hunter. Mm-hmm. So, for me, like... A mountain goat is cool to look at. It doesn't do anything for me specifically to, like, want to go hunt them, you mm-hmm. know? It doesn't get me fired up. Um, so, like, it was cool to see mountain goats. It was cool to be up in the Alpine. I think my favorite part was just being up there, being really high in the mountains, the scenery, that kind of stuff. Um, I would say that, like, for me, an elk is going to get me fired up. Yeah. Um Same uh, the mountain goat isn't necessarily going to get me fired up. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that this trip necessarily changed my mind on that. I think it was cool to see him, but you know, I think that I'm still probably more fired up about turkeys and elk. I think just cause I like it's the interaction and the energy and, and, and <clears throat> being able to kind of chase them and, and stuff like that. Um, so I know which is antithetical to a lot of people. I mean a lot of people's holy grail is a is a mountain goat hunt. So um you know, I think it's a very, very cool hunt, especially if you really like want to go kill a mountain goat. It's a freaking epic hunt. Um and I would I would probably go on one again. I would say that I would probably want to get in better shape. <laughs> yeah. Um before I go on the next one. Just for one so that it sucks less, and two so that you know i'm able to film it better mm-hmm. you know i think that um there's a like being in shape and being comfortable in the environment you're in uh is super important for filming because um yeah. like you're adding an extra workload to the entire thing and so we say it all the time you have to do all the same stuff that the hunter does just with a camera and so if you are struggling, if you can't keep up, if you don't have, like, you're not comfortable in operating in that environment and, like, having good footing and stuff like that, it can be difficult to film because um you're just not keeping up, right? You're not right there in the hip pocket. Um, So I would say that being in a little bit better shape next time I think would allow it to be a much more enjoyable hunt uh for me. And then – uh I would say gear-wise, I think everything besides my boots and the hiking poles worked pretty good. Uh, I wore whatever Under Armour rain pants, and they were fine until they ripped when I slid, which, I mean, I don't know if that is necessarily the (coughs) rain gear's fault or if any pants would have ripped, but uh, I would probably next time get a better pair of rain pants. I mean, I did get a a first light rain jacket, and it did awesome. Um, So I might get, like, first light rain pants if I was going to be doing stuff with a lot of rain again. Uh, As far as batteries and cards go, actually, I think that we...
1: Do you send all that stuff back already?
0: I have to do it today. Oh, okay. Um, Just the cards, the batteries are ours. We bought those because apparently... Borrow lenses forgets that they can't send batteries <laughs> on a plane, even though I took all the batteries on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the calculations seem pretty correct, uh, Joe. I know you didn't shoot on your FX6, but had you, I think we would have had just about the right amount of cards and batteries. Because I went through about
1: half of what we, <clears throat> what we had brought up for both of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe a little bit more. How do you feel about how the footage turned out? Have y'all got to look at much of it?
0: I I haven't, but I also I'm not, I don't usually review footage straight off the bat. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't. um, Unless there's something that I need to see. I usually just wait until I get it in the edit. And part of that is because uh, I leave every trip thinking that I didn't get what I wanted. So, uh, I just wait till I'm in the edit and figure out what to go and do from there. I think Joe watched it and he said that it looked pretty good. So Yeah.
3: Yeah, I thought I thought it looked good. Um, you know, obviously there's I'm the same way. I always look at things and go, oh, I could have done that a little better. Wish I would have got that or that, you know, but um the reality is like like as epic as uh sheep and goat hunting is, um the reality is like with the rifle, um it's a relatively I don't want to say boring hunt, but it's like a relatively anticlimactic process. Like Mm -hmm. the whole, like, you're not like, it's not a constant coming up rock faces and stuff. I mean, we did plenty of that, but like reality is like, you're just sitting there hanging out for a lot of it. Um, so I think, I think on a term of like, like production value of a, of a goat hunt, I think we did a really, I think we'll do and edit a really nice piece. Um, and I think we got some good shots, you know, like you said, obviously there, you know, it's hard in the situation cause when you're getting poured on and you're coming to rock shale, like trying to get good, stable footage. And then like I was running the 600 a lot and you know, you're not really getting much with the 600. Um, and then you're trying to swap in between lenses to kind of maybe double shoot more stuff or whatever. But when it's pouring down rain, you got your sensor out doing all that. It's just a, it's a massive pain.
1: Oh yeah. Anything so, in the rain's a pain. And I mean yeah,
3: but I think we got good stuff.
0: Yeah, and I think just the I mean the nature of sitting in the fog, it's you know, visually there's only so much yeah. that, of that you can do. Yeah. And especially when you're looking at well, making technically a you're piece. not in fog,
1: you're in the clouds.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sitting in a cloud. I mean, that's kind of what I struggled with It's like, okay, so how do we how do we take this and and make it something that somebody's going to want to watch, you know? Cuz yeah, the reality yeah. of it is you do sit in the clouds for 99 percent of the time until the one percent of the time where you know something happens and you make a shot unless you get nice weather then obviously you know maybe you're seeing more stuff Um, but nobody wants to watch you sit around in the fog right yeah it's not something that most people are going to just sit there and watch so trying to be creative in that sense and and be able to keep things moving and make scenes out of what is generally mundane was kind of one of the, I guess, creative challenges we had to come up with, I yeah. think. You know, it was cool to get kind of some of that fog. You get some really moody-looking stuff with it. But, I mean, after you get some of that, you're like, yeah. you know. Yeah, what else is there? Last, wait for something last question.
1: Joe, is that a miniature couch behind you on that table?
3: Uh Oh, Yeah. It is. Come on, man. Everyone that's got kids got them little Mickey Mouse couches. <laughs> and for some reason, every time I come home from a trip, uh, this is like my space, right? Yeah. Like, wow. don't put your stuff in my space. And every time I come home, I seem to acquire more random stuff inside of here. Yeah. And I don't know why my wife just thinks that we can put stuff everywhere. but
1: It's called having, chi- chi- a- it's called having children. Children's. Yeah. Children's. That's For sure. All right. You got anything else? We've been talking for an hour and 15 minutes.
0: Nope. I mean, so <clears throat> you guys are up next on the uh on I got to get, sh- huh? get in shape. <clears throat> Mr. CrossFit.
1: Yeah, I wanted I I've always Mr. wanted Gym. to do one. I've always wanted to do something along those lines just it's never worked out to where it worked out in a schedule and or I was like thought I was physically capable to do it. I was going to do one in Northwest Territories three years ago four years ago and like i was you know like if he wanted me to do it i was gonna like i had like six months to get in shape i'm like this is what's gonna make me get in good shape because i don't i don't want to die on this hunt and then it fell through so i've always wanted to do one but um i mean i'm i'm proud of y'all i'm just glad nobody got hurt I'm glad all the you know the gear's good and I'm joe, glad the cameras came joe got it these. yeah joe got all his gear back thank god um, it was a very, very, very expensive trip in terms of travel. It was crazy expensive. Um, very expensive. So I've got a, I still got more expenses that I've got to go through this week. And, um, bunch of freak. I looked at the credit card. And I'm like, why is the credit card so high right now? And it's just, I at Ryers, it, what, Ryers it, out of the office, half of it's, well, <laughs> half of it's flight stuff. It's, you know, baggage stuff and food and all that crap. So.
3: Everything is so expensive in Canada. Canada is just a.
1: I hate
2: Canada. Yeah, I've had one good experience in Canada. Flew in, landed, killed a mule deer, and flew out the next day. That's the only good experience I've ever had. Helps when
1: you fly private. I
0: think. uh, I think that's probably part of the reason why you. I think there's two reasons, maybe three, now that I'm thinking about it, that you don't see a lot of uh, these type of hunts on your standard like TV stuff and why you probably don't see a lot of them just generally on YouTube is I think one, they're very expensive, crazy expensive. Um, the, the one of the reasons that this was even more affordable, which it's like still very expensive was that um, because Nick is a resident, he gets tags. If you're mm. not a resident, I mean, that's a, what is it? Joe
3: $40,000 hunt. Yeah, I mean the guy talked to the guy in the hotel and he was into it about sixty grand.
0: Yeah. So it's sixty plus all of the travel and stuff like that. So you're really not seeing guys spending that much money.
1: Yeah. ROI is kinda hard um, to get on that.
0: You're also like just like we said, physically speaking, it's super difficult. So mm-hmm. most guys aren't probably gonna wanna go do that and then um to film it is even more difficult. I yeah. mean, you're adding a, an additional set of requirements on there. So I mean, that's why I think you just don't see you don't see a lot of people doing it. And the you know I think most. I was talking to Nick. It seems like most of the guys who do it, they all live in like BC. Yeah. Like most of those guys who are filming and photographing, and they
1: got a screw loose too. Those guys are just. He was animals. telling us
0: about one guy. Who just like runs up, literally runs up the mountains with packs, and I'm going Get there. Adam
3: Foss.
1: I was like, "Oh, Adam Foss. yeah, that yeah. guy's a nut job." Yeah,
0: I was like, "There's no way." Yeah, there's not like I couldn't be in good enough shape to run up this mountain. Those
1: guys, God. dude, they're just they're just different animals.
0: I think there's something to be said about people who like have been born into and have been doing whatever that thing is 100%. for their whole life. You know, like you look at some of those, you know, like somebody like Chris. He's been hiking those mountains his entire life. Mm-hmm. Like you, you'll no, never, yeah. you'll never be able to be in that good of shape unless you also have been hiking mountains st- your whole life. And to stay in that shape, his you've got to
1: do it every, you know, a couple times yeah. a week.
0: So I mean, it's crazy. It's it's a very cool thing to be able to have gone and and done, and you just realize sometimes how out of your element you are. Oh when, yeah. <laughs> when you start going up there and you start hearing about people who are running up the mountain that you're currently dying on
1: yeah yeah different different breeds man all right well we're <laughs> no gonna we're gonna get back after it um appreciate you joe we'll probably try and do this more yes. often
3: yeah it was cool let's do it
1: all right guys peace